Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Eric, a lot of great music in store. We, what do we have set ahead for this episode? Uh, we got, as usual, a lot of great music, but we also have an interview on this episode uh, with a band that we played not too long ago. It's a band from uh, pretty much all bouts of uh, Southern California, but mostly Los Angeles and Orange County, called Wrath of Gods. Yes. Who are an insatiably metallic hardcore band for those of you that don't know if you didn't listen to the song we played a couple a few episodes back there's only three there's only three it was episode 168 168 that's we're on 171 that was 168 only a few episodes back because that's a new ep they put out yeah but anyway they reached out to us a lot of uh a lot of thank yous for uh playing their song from an ep that was just released it was just a it was like uh, about a month ago, I think it was released. Yeah. Officially. Uh, June, I want to say June 11th. Yes, yeah, June, June 11th. 11th. So, so yeah, about a month and a half ago. And, and yeah, they said if there's anything we can, if there's anything we can do to uh, like uh, up the promotion pretty much. They didn't say it like that, but, but I said, if you want to get back on the podcast, we actually do interviews. So they said, yep, let's do it. Excellent. <laughs> so, landed the interview we did it and you're gonna be hearing it on this episode isn't that exciting it is exciting it was fun we had a great time uh i think that's a great thing about doing the podcast something great for us and then great that we can share right because bands like that unless we see them at a show and then talk with them like after the show or maybe before the show something like that they're in california we're in salt lake and for everybody else that's listening unless you're in their area same thing you're not going to have that type of conversation you know, yeah. I've had conversations with guys uh, after they play their shows, and it is just, you know, brief, like, hey, like your music, hey, this is cool. You know, something really brief. You don't get the kind of conversation that we get to have when we're doing the interview. So a bonus for us. It's, a, it's always a lot of fun, and we had a great time on that one as well. It was good. It was great. Only had a few questions, but I was thankful that they were a talkative bunch. Right? <laughs> so. Yes, they they even answered a whole bunch that you didn't even have to ask. They were all on the, the list to ask. They answered them ahead of time. They were on it. Yep. <laughs> they, they are professional professional interviewees. There you say. go. <laughs> but we will get to that uh, later in this episode. But for now, I suppose we got some new tracks to unveil. Yeah, let's talk about some new music. So some new stuff that is coming out and has come out. So the stuff that has come out came out on July 25th. We'll start on that date. LOAD, they put out Tattoos and Scars. Tuning put out the Lost War single. Disparo put out Splits and Hits. That came out on the 29th. Tuning was on the 27th. Uh, also on the 29th, Lurk, it put out Pressure Points EP. On the 30th, the Parasitics put out No End in Sight. On the 30th, 3DBs, or 3 little d, uppercase BS, 3DBS. I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. I'm screwing it up, I'm sure. Uh, Get Your Retaliation In First. I like the name of the album there. No Effects released a split with Frank Turner. That's a cool one. They called it West Coast versus Wessex. On the 31st, Tough Actin' Tenactin's released Rad. Nerdlinger released the Prognosis single. And then coming up this Friday, August 7th, First Strike 
formerly, uh, you know, most of the guys came from DDC, or sorry, First Strike, Strike First, I'm dyslexic, I guess, uh, <laughs> Strike First is going to be releasing Wolves, that's over on Rebellion Records, and Steelers also releasing Enough on Rebellion Records on the 7th, The Stifled is putting out Everything's Fine, Year of the Knife with Internal Incarceration, Kill Lincoln with Can't Complain, Ursula with Fickle EP, Death by Stereo with We Are We Are All Dying Just in Time. And that's all August 7th. And keep in mind, on August 7th, Bandcamp is doing their waiving the fees because the first Friday of every month for the rest of 2020, they're waiving their fees that they take from the band. So that's a great day to, to go get your purchases and all the tracks and bands that you listen to throughout the month save up your list and that first friday of every month that's when you go get them over there on Bandcamp. exactly uh, turf boy this saturday will be putting out at tension on that's the eighth uxb which is uh some guys that were formerly of the u.s bombs will be putting out west world crisis on the 14th and also on the 14th era bleak is putting out a self-titled so that's some new stuff to be on the lookout for eric any of those things you're looking forward to well, some of the new stuff that is coming out, I haven't really uh, been paying attention to, uh, but I did finally get that uh, Frank Turner and No Effect split. Bit of an interesting combo, but <laughs> I don't know. I think the I think the styles really uh, meld together well because if you look at it, they do have vast similarities between their music. The only real difference is Turner is mostly acoustic and uh, you know, No Effects mostly electric, but their styles, if you, uh, if you unplug no effects, you can see Ed Sheeran being very similar to them. Yeah. And that's, what I, and that's pretty much what I got here. It's pretty much what I expected. Wasn't disappointed. It was fun. Excellent. A lot of good stuff. Uh, that strike first, a super fortunate, like four months ago, got the rough versions uh, of that album, listened to it, and it's phenomenal. I mean, the rough versions were amazing. So whatever they come up with, whatever's going to be on that actual release, uh, I'm sure it's going to be, for me, one of the top records of the year after hearing that. I, a lot of great stuff's come out this year, but that one's going to be really good. And the LOAD is really good. I've already been listening to that. It's Tattoos and Scars. Uh, looking forward to the Tough Act and Tenactin's release came out last week. It's rad. Got to get to listening to that. like Steelers a lot. Haven't heard their stuff in a bit, though, so I'm looking forward to hearing some new stuff. Kill Lincoln is a cool ska band. Check them out. Uh, I hadn't heard of them until I saw that this was coming out. They have previous releases, so there's other music you can go listen to. Death by Stereo, looking forward to that one. Heard uh, one of the singles. I think they've got a pre-release on one of the singles. Heard that. That one's good. And that UXB, US Bombs, I think they released a video for one of their tracks earlier this last month, earlier in July, and that's really good stuff, too. If you're a fan of US Bombs and that style of music, you're going to love Westworld Crisis, so... Get out there, find it, listen to it. I think Westworld Crisis, the title track there, is the video that I saw. That's a lot of great stuff. Eric, let's get into some new music on the show, though. What did yeah. you pick? Oh, I picked a, a song from the upcoming Napalm Death record, Throws of Joy in the Jaws of Defeatism. Try, try remembering that. <laughs> right? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, they've been a, yeah, Napalm Death, they've been... They've been one of the most active grindcore bands and in the fact that as old as they are they still show no signs of slowing down 
especially considering their history. But anyway, yeah, this is a follow-up to the album that came out. I think it was 2016 or 2017. One of those years. It was just a few years ago. It was Easy Meat. Okay. And that still had a that still just had this punching, grinding sound. And now they're teasing this uh, new album that's coming out in, uh, in the middle of September on the 18th of this year. And they just released a single uh, not too long ago. I can't remember the exact date when it was released, but uh, but you can stream it on pretty much all streaming services. As there might be another one coming, but keep your eyes out for that. But for now, we have this one called Backlash Just Because. And my God, does that thing slam. That's awesome. <laughs> like a classic grindcore song. It just comes up, slaps you in the face, but and then leaves. But this one, it leaves, comes back, gives you another slap, then leaves. But <laughs> it comes back again. <laughs> awesome. So a bit of a longer song, but still great nonetheless. So I say we give this backlash just because a bit of a listen. Here goes.
Napalm Death. Great stuff there. That band being there from the UK. Looks like Meridian in West Midlands in England. They started in 1981. They've been a band for almost 40 years. Next year is going to be 40 years. It's quite an accomplishment. So congratulations to those guys. And uh, they are pioneers of Grindcore. You're talking about Grindcore. Well, all you bands that have come since, I'm sure you owe a little something to, a little homage to a band such as Napalm Death. And they're still doing it 39 years later. Oh, yeah. I know I have. I know (laughs) Napalm Death was an inspiration on me when I was doing... Uh, grindcore stuff <laughs> that's awesome yeah often they're certified as the founders with quotes founders <laughs> right and i'm yeah and i'm still not sure about that but definitely in england i could see it because everyone was either death metal or hardcore and they just kind of found a an in-between for it with uh scum absolutely and i don't know that they were the the first either but if someone else knows who came before, we'd be happy to know and happy to relay that to everybody else. So feel free to let us know if somebody was doing grindcore before Napalm Death was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just like as many songs are on a grindcore record, there's just as many bands. <laughs> In comparison, like, geez, so many, so much grindcore. So good luck with that search. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's play some more new music. We're working our way down to the the interview. Uh, We're going to play a band out of Las Vegas. The band is Fool's Errand. I've already ordered my uh, vinyl version of this. Super excited. You can go to Bandcamp. You can order the vinyl if you want, but you can also get the digital. Uh, Very active band in the last year and a half. Uh, The band released a three-track EP, April of 2020. They released this full-length LP. It's called Eastside Anthology. They released that July 4th of this year, so rewind three months. They released a three-track EP, and then about four months, five months before that, they released a three-track EP back in November of 2019. And then in April of 2019, they released a three-track EP. All of it you can find on Bandcamp, so three three three-track EPs plus uh, full-length, all within about a year and four months, three months, something like that, so... Pretty awesome. A lot of great music to check out from this band. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting my 12-inch. Supposed to be getting here, I think, sometime in September is when those are supposed to come in. So excited for that. Let's listen to them. I played them back on an episode of Punkanoi Worldwide. Did a bunch of bands out of, I believe it was uh, Arizona and Nevada. And played a track, obviously, before this because that episode came back out in like May or something like that. Now we're going to get into something new, and even though it's a new track, the track's called Some Things Never Change.
is Fool's Errand. Again, they're from Las Vegas. Definitely get out there. Check them out. You can go check out all their stuff over on Bandcamp as well. Like I said, got a bunch of new releases or, you know, year and a half. So that's all pretty new. So a lot of new releases there. And you can go get your vinyl ordered if you want to get on that, too. It's coming out in September. Eric, what would you think? Uh, a lot of good always in there. A lot of gravelly voices. Right? Definitely the spirit of... Uh, a traditionally done oi alive. <laughs> Great stuff. And we're going to keep that train rolling because we're going to jump over to California with one more new track. Band is Bone Crusher. I'm sure most people have heard of Bone Crusher. They've been around, played them on the show numerous times. Uh, they just released Quarantine Sessions. So they released a single for this track right here, Hate Divides Us. It's a great track for right now, for what's going on in the world. It's a great track for what people should be thinking about as opposed to a lot of the other stupid shit that's going on in the world right now. But they released the single for it back on May 25th, but the actual release date for Quarantine Sessions came out on July 10th, and I believe Quarantine Sessions, it's an EP. It had four tracks, I want to say. I forget, but I think there was four tracks on there. Go check them out. It's New Bone Crusher. Uh, they've been a band so long, their first release was back in 1994, so not quite nearly as old as Napalm Death, but 26 years nonetheless, so they've been around. Uh, their last LP that they released came out in 2018, so they were due for some new music, even though if, you, if you're not familiar with uh, Bone Crusher's story, most of the guys in Bone Crusher are now in a different band called The Divided, who also just released an EP it's only on vinyl so far. I don't think you can find it on digital anywhere. So I want to say it's Contra Records. I forget offhand. I think it was on Contra. So that's where you can get that one. But right now we're doing Bone Crusher. It's on Knockout Records. Uh, that's where they put out most of their releases. So let's get into some Hate Divides Us from Bone Crusher.
Just music unites us. I like Bone Crusher a lot. Really cool band. Eric, what'd you think? Uh, it's like they hadn't skipped a beat. <laughs> right? They do have a little bit different sound, obviously, in the vocals, because Raybo sings for, uh, for The Divided now. But uh, I really like that track. I think it's got a great message. The bass was super heavy in it. I liked it a lot. I like how pronounced the bass was uh, throughout that track. It was really cool. Yeah, I like that, too. Especially in the end, where it's just kind of leading that last riff. And those uh, chant along, uh, that chant along chorus, just like you could just see a bunch of people locking arms and just getting into it, you know what I mean? Right. Unites <laughs> us. So let's just perform a physical feature on how that how that works. Absolutely, I agree with you. It it it's a great track. It's definitely one that once shows get to happen again, people are going to love to sing along with. Very easy. To, to catch on to hate divides us music unites us yeah absolutely if anything if you're still feeling that way it'll it'll just reignite it you know right let's get into some older lesser known tracks what did you pick well i guess i'm keeping the uh oi train rolling right i chose a song from the band legion 76 some great philly skinhead music they are now, great yeah and admittedly i did discover this band uh just last weekend, I had my, I, we had some friends over and one of which was, uh, I gave, I put him in charge of like the uh, DJ, which was going over uh, YouTube songs on TV. And he played this band, Legion 76, and they've only been a band for a little under a decade, I would say. Yeah, uh, they came out, I think it was 2014. The This was their first release that, that you picked it from, was their demo 2014. Yes. Yeah, so not a very, uh, still a pretty fresh band. And, but I was just like latching on to the songs he was showing me. And the one that I probably latched on to the most was the first song that I heard, which is this one, Another Way. And Another Way, it was, uh, again, just this classic gravelly skinhead song, but it just like, uh, it just had this, uh, what is this? This pulling in effect. Nice. I know there is a I know there's a name for it. I just don't know right off the top of my head right now. But but yeah, it was just a great song. It was catchy as all hell, and it just had this aggression behind it. Even though it had some of some of its more melodic parts, uh, that's just the thing I love about uh, especially oi music. It has a it has a unique way of just kind of uh, combining both of those parts. Just aggression and melody, pretty amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, and above all, simplicity. So, so yeah, here's Legion 76. They do have a few uh, EPs out, nothing full length yet. And those EPs are just as good as those songs. I might play some more in the future. But for now, here is the stuff from their very first release. Here is Another Way. Another chapter's on, my time is gone 
John 76. Some great music coming out of Philly right there. Great choice, Eric. This particular demo here, the demo 2014, demo 14, they are giving it away for free. It's three tracks. Go to the band camp. It's free. They won't even let you pay for it. But after you hear it, you'll want to get those other EPs that Eric was talking about because there's a few yeah. others uh, available on their Bandcamp page. That was definitely my mentality when I first heard it. And say, oh, there's more? All right. right. Let's get, <laughs> let's exactly. get It's great stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of Legion 76. Hope to get to see him play at some point one day. Just shit, at this point, I'll settle for any, seeing anybody else play again someday, right? But uh, that's definitely... Definitely a lot of great bands that we're playing on this show I'd like to get to see again. As far as uh, live shows, that's kind of the reason, the other reason why I chose this song is because with uh, live performances, people are trying to find other ways to uh, to get their music out there in more of a live setting. Right. Whether streaming or if it's just, uh, I don't know, if it's just playing stuff uh, in your practice space and you got one or two of your friends there watching you. That's kind of the only way we're able to do it now. Right. You know, a lot of people still doing the streaming stuff, which is cool, but uh, I'm looking forward to being there live with other people watching it live. Exactly. It's definitely more of that, uh, definitely more of that physical presence and just exchanging uh, feelings with, uh, uh, with the other fans there. You definitely get more of that personal feel to it. Right. But that'll come back again. It will, and I, I've seen, so we're, we're, the band we're jumping to now, we're going to hop back over to Europe, we're going to play a band from Dresden in Germany, and I've seen, you know, the besides that they're marching and protesting, actual peacefully, not like, you don't have to include, and I'm putting quotations here, mostly peaceful, they're just all peaceful, but thousands of people are protesting peacefully, all of them, for not having to wear masks anymore over there in Germany. But I have seen bands, a couple bands from the U.S. I think The Divided is one of them that went over there and played shows recently. So good for them. Lucky you guys in Germany if you're getting to see some shows like I think I've seen. This band, though, Dolly D, they've been around since 1993, uh, playing something a little bit older from them. They do have newer stuff, played something newer from them. Uh, I don't remember how long ago. might have been like a year ago. Anyway, we're probably going to go back to their release, which is called Punk Rock. Imagine that punk rock <laughs> band, and they called their record Punk Rock. They put this All out in 2010. Too. They were already a band for 17 years by the time they put this out. And now we can say they've been a band for 27 years. This record's been out for 10. We're going to listen to a track. It's in German, so I'm, I'm probably not going to pronounce the name of the track very well, but Zusemen, I think, is what it is. What do you think, Eric? Uh, yeah, Zusemen. Salmon, maybe? All right. One of those three. We'll go with it. Let's listen to the track. This is Dolly D. Yeah. 
from Dolly D or something like that, but the band is definitely Dolly D. I don't think I goofed that one up. Uh, good stuff there coming out from 2010. That's going to wrap up our older, lesser-known stuff. Eric, what'd you think of that one? Oh, man. It's been a it's been a while since I've heard of a fully German singing punk rock band. And punk rock all in one word, apparently. Yes, exactly. All in one word. Uh, cool band there. Dolly D, I like it. Definitely should check out Dolly D. Uh, you can go look on Bandcamp Steeltown Records and find some of their stuff. Digital release uh, on Steeltown. They're from Dresden. Great stuff. Eric, let's get into some what are we doing next. Great cover-to-cover albums. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're kind of jumping the, we're jumping our uh, German language uh, lesson, and we're going to go right into Latin. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is the band who uh, just put out their first full length back in back in July, about a month ago, on uh, the 10th of July. And this is, I had to look up how to pronounce this correctly, V-Vier. V-Vier? Uh, yeah, V-Vier. A couple episodes ago, I pronounced it wrong. I thought it was Vis Vires. And I think I've pronounced it Vis Vires, but I took French as a second language. And so I think every time I try to throw an accent into something, it turns into a French accent. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the other thing. I didn't know which language this was. I, I don't know. So I had to look, so I looked up the word and it was like, Oh, Latin typed into the Google translate. And it actually says forced strength. Okay. Yeah. So pretty, yeah, pretty decent name for a, uh, for a punk rock uh, oi band. And yeah, these guys, they only had a, a couple of BPs out up until this year. And now we have a full length album from them. It's still fresh off the market. And yeah, I think it's a wonderful record. I think there's a lot of heart. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of great aggression, a lot of, a lot of uh, a nice uh, panorama of emotions going through there. I think it's great. Excellent. The album itself is called The Fight Goes On. Yeah, it kind of uh, speaks volumes for the the year in which it's released this right? year. <laughs> it's definitely going on, and we're feeling it a lot more this year. But but anyway, that's uh, that's kind of what the I think that's just kind of the uh, go to for uh, most punk records, especially if you're in a skinhead band. But but anyway, <laughs> despite all that, the music just comes across incredibly great. I think the I think the music on this one is awesome. There's a lot of great there's a lot of great uh, guitar parts that just steal the show, and just a lot of uh, great vocals. And yeah, that's really all that's really all I got should say about it right now. But we'll jump into the first song here. This is a thousand knives. This is a great song. <laughs>
seeks to die with no chance, no hope. something to note about this band is that they are made up of band members from several other great bands such as the Templars, Hard Knocks, and Bover Wonderland. We've played all those bands on either SLC Punkcast or Punkanoi Worldwide or both. Uh, really cool bands and so that's pretty cool that the that group is made up of all these other ones. It's a super group. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, and you can kind of hear it in the uh... Uh, in the music, what one thing I, one of the things I said was like uh, they have guitar licks that just really steal the show. Uh, pretty much one of the 
But one of the crowning moments of any uh, of any Oi song is just like you either got you either get like a really mind-boggling guitar licks or just really mind-boggling lyrics. And a great Oi song has both. Right. And it's the consistency, of course, that keeps up with it. And this album really kind of keeps it up. But there are some where even though it has great lyrics, there are some great guitar licks, mostly because uh, I know that last song, you couldn't really hear it, but there are some parts on here where it sounds like the guitarist came from a metal band because he is just, on most of the songs, he is just hitting these swimming arpeggios and just these shredding speed metal legs pretty much and they're and they count as solos so this is the punk record where i i don't know i think i heard more guitar solos on this one than anyone else <laughs> i mean solos so <laughs> you think of a guitar solo that's what that's what you get and there is one coming up in this uh in this next song it doesn't really uh show off until the very end and that is the fight and this was the first song i heard on this record because uh uh, our friend Scabs, who is in a, uh, who's in Press Gang Union and uh, <clears throat> uh, Violent Unrest, he posts a lot of music on his uh, Facebook page. And then he posted this one. It's like, The Fight. This is my favorite song that I've heard on this record. All right, let me go check this out. And I went and listened to it and I said, okay, I, I can understand why. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I heard that one and it just was like enough to make me check out the rest of this record and yeah it does not disappoint much like this song so so yeah if this is a song that if the first one didn't get you maybe this one will let's see find out <laughs>
Viri. Is that is that what we called it, Eric? I think that's what you said was V Viri. I think it was V Vir. Okay, there we go. We'll go with what you say. <laughs> you looked it up. I did look it up. V Vir. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna go with what Eric said. Uh, I'm just going to say the super group with the guys from the Templars, Hard Knocks, and Bobber Wonderland. How's that? Yep, there you go. <laughs> I can pronounce those ones. Uh, they've only been a band since 2018, so they are a new band out of L.A. And, yeah, like you said, Eric, they, they put out a split, their first, not split, they put out their first EP, The Wolves. It came out December of 2018, and then they did a split with Kaleko Erdengak, and that came out November of 2019. So they've had a release end of 18, a release in 19, and now they have a full-length release in 20. So uh, definitely doing a lot of good stuff. Hopefully when tours start happening again, they make their way up here to Salt Lake. Oh, you always hope. Always hope. Right. <laughs> Just hoping that any band that we, uh, that we listen to, that we like, and after this uh, whole COVID pandemic is over, we just think they're going to do go all out and do a whole world tour. <laughs> That's what we hope for so many bands. We'll be doing shows. We'll be going to shows, uh, you know, three or four nights a week, hopefully. <laughs> yep. So just save your money in 2020. Spend it all next year. Yeah. When the shows come about, save your money. Buy the merch. Support the bands. Great band. You're right. That's a great cover to cover album. Even though it's a brand new album been out less than a month that is definitely a great cover to cover album cool 10 tracker you can go buy it over probably wherever but you can definitely get it on Bandcamp. that's where i picked it up yep all right let's uh we're getting on to the interview just about let's play a track from the band if you forgot we played disdain again back on 168 uh so we're gonna play two other tracks on this episode we're gonna play one before we get to the actual interview. So Wrath of God's interview is coming up after this track. Again, they released the June 11th of this year. So it's only been out less than two months. Let's play Pinnacle first. And then after the interview, you won't even remember by the time that comes about. But uh, once the interview ends, we are going to be jumping into Fudo. But we'll remind you what that was in case you forget. So this is Wrath of God's. The track is Pinnacle. <laughs> Stop! 
So we got the members of Wrath of Gods here. Yeah, my name's Parker. I uh, play the most important instrument, which is bass. Nice. <laughs> yep, it is. <laughs> yeah. Eric would agree. Yes. Bassist myself. Stick together, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm Will. I play drums. We got the rhythm section in here. And I am Taylor. I do vocals. No guitarist today. Oh, well. uh, he's he's late in traffic. Uh, that's what he texted me, but yeah, that's how it goes. I guess let's start with the beginning. Like, uh, when did you guys all start playing together and started the formation of this group? At the time, me, Parker, and Will were doing a different band that I was originally in called Burn Infinite, and that band had been around since like 2011 kind of done some things kind of done you know here and there stuff not not a lot of touring not a lot of not a lot of consistency and then parker joined in 17 and then he introduced me to will will joined in 17 as well and then um you know chaz the current guitarist and probably the only guitarist joined um by the end of burn infinite this was about a year ago we pretty much were just like all right let's just call it a day on this band and at the time, I still we still were working on tracks. That is, you know, the uh, Wrath of God's EP now. So we wrote those up, um, and then I then at the end of the band, I they were doing a different band. They're still in that band called Leech Bath, which is a freaking amazing band. And um, I was doing another band with Chaz in uh, in called Pull Your Card, and we decided. I was like, you know what? Let's start a new band, Wrath of Gods, with these tracks. Kind of asked Will, do you still want to drum on them? Will said yes. And Parker then was like, dude, I want to do it again. So we're like, why not just do it under a different band name and kind of keep it going, but a different vibe. And especially the fact that subject matter was a little bit different than Burn Infinite was. Uh, kind of the musical selection was similar, but not dissimilar, but um, a lot heavier, a lot more experimental, and a lot uh, more... I want to say um, metal than what we were doing with Burn Infinite. So it was just kind of a progression where we're like, all right, let's just take it like this and see what we can do. That and like, you know, going on a band name with so many different members through it kind of felt like, I guess, older or, or just kind of felt like it had the baggage. So going under the name Wrath of Gods just seemed smarter, to be honest. And it, it feels like a new band. It feels like a new thing. So, you know, and that we've been working on these songs for a while. So it was kind of cool to like really get it out under a different moniker. I totally feel that. Just want to kind of develop a different identity pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Different identity, but we're all still good friends and we all kind of vibe well. So it, yeah. it works in that sense, you know, that and like, just to say the, the least with Chaz as a musician, me and Will did drum tracking, so I just kind of was doing scratch tracking, and then like Chaz came in during guitar tracking, and then just kind of added his flair. So it was kind of awesome in a sense. Like we kind of were a little <laughs> bit creative on the spot, like after that for guitar tracking. So it made it kind of its own thing too. Where did the name uh, Wrath of Gods come from? Like, what was the <laughs> what was the inspiration behind that? <laughs> There's a song in Burn Infinite um, off the LP, "What Doesn't Kill Me." called wrath of gods so i was like that's a cool name I, i'd rather do that as a band name and it just, it just stuck i guess um so there's that so it was kind of like I, I guess in a weird sense it kind of was like uh indecision i think like that band where 
they had a song called most precious blood and then they became the band most precious blood so it was kind of oddly similar in that sense too right aside from the name what about the uh the words in the music like what's uh i guess the inspiration and also also the symbolism behind uh, uh behind the lyrics that come out for me personally it's like there's a couple songs just based off of viewpoint i guess in a sense where you know we wrote pinnacle a while back and i wrote the lyrics for it and it kind of was just an observation at like what's going on in the world now but prior to that it wasn't as crazy as it is now where you know you have people protesting for you know freedom then you have people protesting for you know autonomous freedom and it just seems like everybody's just kind of flipping the fuck out and there's no middle ground it seems in a sense and just a bit of division where you don't really see like you know the the guys up top really doing much other than oh well just kind of shrugging like the powers that be the government or you know um litigation people in that sense and it's just kind of like i feel like we're being played in a lot of sense in certain things and it's just freaking weird and fudo was a lot of personal stuff where it was like you know you go through shit in life and you it if you actually look at it the stuff that people go through doesn't necessarily define them but it makes them a lot stronger so that's kind of what that song is really all about on the crux um you know disdain was just like really walking into a place full of people that i just do not relate to like whether it be you know like imagine a guy that looks like me or a guy like me going into a yacht club it will not work out well um or i don't know about that maybe maybe (laughs) depends depends on how how well i get along and what the food is really but you know just a guy like me going into some fancy ass place it just doesn't work yeah it's it's like a place where i can't relate at all you know but also at the same time collapse was a lot of shit just in my personal life where it just seemed like i kept failing i kept trying to get life together and it just kept going apart so that's just kind of where that song was at and then uh you know what's that other song <laughs> the, the uh demon's prayer was a lot of like just i guess kind of kind of thought at like some of the still some of the situation going on today where you see a lot of people kind of just pissed off um at what's going on in the world and just having relation to it a lot of a lot of uh overtones of apocalypse too it's just weird it's just weird to have like a lot of stuff happening in the world right now where you're like that still relates that's something interesting to say the least yeah, for me, that's like the uh, basis of a lot of uh, the lyrics behind a lot of our songs is really just uh, the mix of just stuff that you immediately personally relate to out of something that happens in your immediate environment, or if it's just something that's like uh, going on in the surrounding world. It's all about having a reaction to something and just have needing some way to kind of put it into words. Yeah. So, like some of my favorite bands, Hatebreed. Like, dude, Hatebreed is like the yeah. best self help band ever. That's <laughs> true. It's like a self help book, but you know, with breakdowns. So, Hatebreed is cool <laughs> for that reason. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can, uh, I can attest to that and say I've always felt better after just 
Screaming to a hate breed song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, going to a hate breed show, you just feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what's weird enough is suicidal feels like a freaking really lit like <clears throat> Sunday service. Like Venice's best inspiration, best impre- impression of like a church service. Mike Beer <laughs> is a fucking psycho, but he kind of has good things to say. So it works out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask. I was hoping to like, uh, uh, wait for the guitarist, but I'll get the uh, the rhythmic section to give me their two cents. Uh, and it's the thing is, uh, I'm when I listen to your guys' music, I hear like a big a big mix of genres. It is mostly metal and like hardcore uh, output. But I wanted to ask, like, how do you guys go about uh, uh, balancing out uh, your inspirations in the writing process, making sure one doesn't overshadow <laughs> the other? Dude, honestly, I don't know that I think too much about it, you know, like Taylor brings the riffs and uh, like many drummers, I just help arrange and and things like that mostly, you know, just want to hit hard, you know, I'm not really worried about if it's like, oh, are the hardcore kids going to like it or, oh, you know, somebody with long hair going to helicopter to this shit, like it's just like, <laughs> you know, if it hits hard, people are going to dig it and I'm going to dig it and if I dig it, then, you know probably some other people are going to dig it too. So, but yeah, does that answer the question? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's the right answer. I think. Oh, okay. Sick. <laughs> Quick to rip, play it. And then we'll either be like, yo, this shit sucks and scrap it. Or we'll sit on it and play it like a few different ways until we were like, Oh yeah, that shit's good. And then we like, you know, try and build off of that. Or I've played so many riffs and we'll just look at me like, yo, that shit sucks so bad. <laughs> maybe i mean that's probably the best way to write about it's just like play what you feel is right yeah especially because we're not super close to each other so like taylor will send riffs to us via text and then we'll all kind of sit on sit on beat and decide if we like it if we want to you know build off that or whatever and like will said you know it's not always like we're trying to build off a certain way we just off it to also might I say, Chaz is in the room. Everybody say hi to Chaz. Yo, what's up, Chaz? What's up? Yo. <laughs> yeah, Chaz. I was asking about the uh, mix of genres in your guys' uh, music, uh, at least that I hear. Yeah. And I was asking him how you go about, like, uh, coming up with riffs and coming up with uh, musical structure, pretty much, if you're not trying to make it sound too metal or hardcore, vice versa, whatever. I mean, it's just, just kind of what comes out comes out. Like, if it fits and it's right, then that's just kind of what it is. I don't know. It, I don't know. There's never really any, like, planned writing or anything. Like, it's just kind of me or Taylor or somebody just sitting there just making stupid sounds and shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or fiddling around with a riff. And, oh, you know, that sounds good. Like, I mean, I feel like some of the best stuff that we'll do is, you know, like, written in, like, 10 minutes you know something that just kind of comes off the top of the head right it just happens but i mean that's pretty much it now i like the result i think everybody liked what came out of it i guess that kind of uh warps into the uh, uh writing thing just being so off the top of the head because this uh formation just kind of seemed like yeah let's go ahead with it <laughs> yeah pretty much taylor came <laughs> me material and was just like yeah, like, so this is what we got. And I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> and just got to recording, like, how, how long after Taylor? Like, what, about, like, a couple months or something like that? 
Yeah, yeah. Like about, I was, we riffed it for a while, and then um, I think I showed you some pre-pro that we I had in my head, just like when we were at like pull your card practice. And you're like, that's yeah. fucking sick. And I was like, yeah, let's try to record this. And then uh, I convinced somehow Will uh, sexually <laughs> to do it. Yeah, um, blow jobs mostly. I, I basically harassed Will to the point where I'm like, please do this for me. And then he, Will's like, yeah, sure. And then like Parker showed up. He's like, I heard the riffs. I want to do it. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so yeah. we got together and that's our formation as of right now. So, and then as we speak, Chaz told me that he's got new riffing going. So I'm like kind of pumped on that. It's like, dude, I don't have to riff. Okay. Yeah. I'm just work on lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I still want you to write shit, but of course I can't fucking do everything. Just want to take a break. My hands hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, the new stuff's coming along pretty good right now, but slowly but surely. Yeah. I mean there's not a lot of playing going on right now, so it's like why not yeah, try to that's for anybody, you know? Yeah. I mean everybody's kind of just sitting there putting out projects and just doing their thing, which is kind of cool because when the world, if it ever goes back to normal or we, you know, can mosh with uh freaking hazmat suits on. <laughs> um, it'll at least be a lot of riffing a lot of cool stuff coming out i mean dude there's so much dope shit dropping like will and parker have leech bath that shit's mental uh the new gulch is mental yeah. also dude death by stereo just dropped something so there's a lot of cool stuff in the works or being dropped like dude constrict drops some freaking heat like a lot of bands are dropping cool stuff so that's at least hopeful you know at yeah, least there's yeah. heavy going on yeah and i mean everybody's got so much time to do shit like you know we don't have we we have no excuse to not go and just fucking record something yeah yeah that is the truth a lot of bands up here uh handling uh the no show pandemic and we'll just sit in the practice space and uh artist our craft and just kind of write new shit and then record it yeah which is pretty much i, I mean that, that that's the most that you can do like you know, there's there's really nothing else to be done but just, you know, just sitting at home practicing, playing, writing, which I mean is good. That's good for creativity and shit. But it just sucks. There's no one really to show that to at a show or anything. Yeah, it is what it is. Should be back to normal eventually, hopefully. Yeah, it will. It will go back to I don't know somewhere that's I don't know at least resembles what we came from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be weird trying to try and watch people temp check at the door if it happens that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> right i could see like bouncers that just don't like certain kids just be like oh temperature's up again for the fifth time daniel <laughs> 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 oh these guys all you guys have corona all, all you guys have corona. you guys all gotta go home like you're gonna see like all the like, like dude it's gonna be like the new way of like trying to get kids that are too idiotic to like go to shows but like the same time you definitely need the you need the ogres of the of the band stuff to go because that's what creates interesting shit or interesting <laughs> shows like i mean shit when i was younger like the danger was kind of the attraction to it like i might get my ass kicked going here and like yep. you're like okay i'm gonna go you know like <laughs> it's it's just interesting to see the world that we're in right now so you know yeah either way uh, i'm just kind of here waiting waiting to get for the world to go back to normal but if it if it doesn't oh well. with the shit. 
yeah yeah dude what was like the last show that we all went to uh i want to say incendiary you know like me and, uh, me and parker i know went to incendiary yeah yeah, yeah we we're all there for that yeah incendiary was hard that was a freaking mental show <laughs> yeah it gets yeah. everybody moving like, yeah moving hard <laughs> yeah now that, that whole fucking show was ridiculous i erased dude. that from my memory <laughs> oh my god i think the craziest part was uh criminal instinct dude was freaking uh using the microphone as a whip i was like this looks like castlevania but not and like, <laughs> me and parker were both ducking while he was whipping people so it was like oh shit but it was, at the same time i'm like this is the energy i'm talking about yeah right yeah. after kicking that dude in the face oh god yeah i was just thinking about it like i have to think about shows now because there's only two shows i went to in 2020 and um yeah it was like criminal instinct and like curl up and die at like 1520 warehouse in la and that's about it 2019 was way better (laughs) yeah yeah this shit stuck for sure nothing really good coming out of this besides the music that's that's the only happy thing that i can say for 2020 is just everybody making music that's it yeah that has all been miserable (laughs) right let's wait till november yeah, it, yeah. Should have changed. People aren't going to care about it as much. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee it's going to be weird in general November anyway. But uh, who knows? I, I'm just waiting till so like you know because um, also as a profession I'm uh, I do stagehand work and uh, setup. So like by hopefully spring of 2021 like it's back to like normal where i can be annoyed that uh edc people are uh <laughs> enjoying themselves way too much i'm sitting on the corner like wow that person's really wearing just duct tape cool I... <laughs> and i remember like sitting there like like in uh march of 2020 at like some fest in san diego working and i'm like I, there needs to be a new plague then this happens and i'm like did i wish this did i will this oh my god <laughs> I regret my decision to say that. I'm sorry, guys. I cursed us. I cursed us with this one because I said there needs to be a new plague while I was at <laughs> Taylor, don't lie. You went on your own accord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, you told, you told me it was the people. sickest shit. You had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Where's uh, where's local for you guys? I, I see that you put uh, Southern California. You mentioned San Diego, you mentioned uh, seeing shows in L.A. Where's local for you guys? Yeah, everybody's like spread out, yeah. all over the, all across the fucking SoCal. You know, I'm in L.A. Taylor's in wherever the fucking Orange County. <laughs> yeah, me, me and Taylor are both in Orange County. Will's down in uh, San Diego. Oh. Yeah. So you have a bit of a drive. How often do you guys get together? Um, in recent times, because of quarantine, we've just been kind of <laughs> chilling, but I think we kind of go, okay, where do we want to go? I personally like playing okay. down at this uh, one spot we used to go to in San Diego. Uh, me and Chaz, though, we practice in uh, Santa Fe Springs area uh, for, like, pull your card. And uh, I know, but, like, whenever we get together, it's either, like, are we going to do Orange County? Are we going to come up to L.A.? Or are we going to go down to San Diego? So it's kind of a coin toss, but personally... Um, times when we've jammed in San Diego, there's always been a good space that has like rental equipment and it's just like a full on room and it's pretty big and spacious. It's like right by, uh, where's that one venue at? Well, 
Soma? Soma, yeah, right behind the Soma. That is a pretty good venue. I I actually like playing, like going there because it's cheap and they have a lot of equipment whenever we do practice. Yeah, what's that shit called? Rock and roll sound? Yeah, yeah, that's... Rock and roll, man. (laughs) Yeah. Then there's also, uh, what was the other spot in Orange County that we practiced? uh, Gothard Gothard Studios? Yeah, Gothard. Yeah, that's pretty cool, too. It's a little small, but, like, rock and roll sound is definitely a good spot. And then we occasionally practice at the same spot in, like, Santa Fe Springs, L.A. area, where we'd be like, okay, let's practice here if we need to do stuff. Like, it was kind of like a spread out process uh, before we went into recording where we'd go to L.A. or Gothard Sound, but we kind of, like, meet with Chaz in the middle because we were all kind of spread the fuck out super, super hard. Really, like, easier, especially the fact that now we've all kind of gotten used to the sound and the songs and all that stuff, so, you know, kind of, at this point, we're, uh, at this point, like, Chaz will write something in pre-pro and then send it to me and then I'll, then, or I'll send it to the dudes and then we'll all kind of listen to it, we'll be, like, stoked and then learn it, or one of us will come with a riff or an idea and then, We'll send it and then we'll be, like come meet up and learn it. But right now, because no shows or anything, we're just kind of like lackadaisical here and there. I mean, I, I miss my friends a lot. So that's the one thing I can say the least. But yeah. Other than that, you know, it's kind of cool. I get to be lazy as fuck and <laughs> just do my thing. That's how I feel sometimes, but I've been doing that for too long now. I'm ready to get back in the workforce. <laughs> Same, yeah. same. Like at this point, I have played way too much uh, calls a oh, Warzone, Call of Duty. It's gotten to a <laughs> point where I'm too good at it. I'm just too much. I've played, I've obsessed over that game, and I've spent way too many hours playing that. Like there's like like last weekend, I like literally just sat at my house for two days straight, postmated, and played Warzone. Like that's just not good or healthy for any human being. <laughs> Any chance that that funnels into some some sort of inspiration for you out, outside of the game? I'm gonna start. <laughs> There's going to be a song called Warzone, and it's going to be way too many freaking references to Warzone. It's going to be. I think at that point, this band will have an intervention and say, "You need to stop." <laughs> Full EP on on that video game rehab. <laughs> a, a whole EP on the character Nico from Warzone. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> probably like yeah I, i've become that guy <laughs> as far as i know that's an untapped market <laughs> true though i can't wait till shows come back uh, i swear mm-hmm. the first show the first show we're gonna play or i'm going to it's just gonna be insanity in general like think about it this way for for the way punk and hardcore is there's probably so much pent-up like aggression it's right. gonna be kind of a powder keg which is gonna be cool because that means even local shows people will probably be going to, going to all the time. Yeah. Right. And depending on how much longer this goes, I, I could see house shows starting to be the, the first things that, that, that actually do happen. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I feel bad for whoever volunteers their house, though. Their house is going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to have a few less walls. Yes. Yeah, dude. I, I think we've played a show where a kid went through drywall once, so it's happened <laughs> yeah i watched yeah. one where uh they lifted up a small guy the, the ceiling's pretty low and he looked like uh he was crawling on the ceiling crowd surfing <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the shea cafe in san diego i've seen so many sh- bands that way that like 
somebody ends up like climbing the rafter at that place and it's like mm-hmm. maybe a 10 oh, foot yeah. tall area yeah dude every <laughs> time every dude, time that's the whole point of going to that venue <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was at one show there and everyone decided to be a spider monkey just like across the bar pretty much that's buck in so many ways <laughs> that's a lot of fun it's like they keep saying you got to keep your wits about you when you go to these shows and yeah that really that really kind of reignited that feeling from when i first started going to hardcore shows <laughs> yeah um it's funny because me and chaz did a show a house show in arizona about a, a little over a year ago year and a half ago and it, it was like straight up the most insane show that we were doing because we got shot at or somebody shot at the house after they got kicked out because a fist fight broke out. And um, it was like a small house. Like it was literally just a living room. And then there was like a hippie couple outside doing a fire show. And I was just like, <laughs> all right, this is Arizona apparently. And then we, I just heard an entire clip get emptied as I was like getting my guitar ready and Chaz was about to set up. And then everybody's like, yo, gunshots, everybody get down. And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, that's what it was. I thought it was fireworks for a second. But at the same time, I'm like, I was mad because I was like, dude, the guitar tone sounds so decent tonight. Now, <laughs> freaking, you have to leave because, you know, one of the guys in another band got in a fist fight with, like, one of the random people that, you know, emptied a clip. So there we are. And it was just one of the most mental shows. Like, second band in, there's already just crazy violence going down. So... We were supposed to play with like easy money and you lose and freaking just got shut. And I was like, dude, I was stoked to play with easy money that night. It was just the vibe was right. But yeah, shit like that happens apparently. But um, the last show that I went to was Curl Up and Die. It was all right. The second to last show was in February. And I shit you not, there was at least 100 kids on that stage screaming along to every lyric during incendiary you could see like the singer kind of popping in and out to like make sure that the mic was there and it wasn't it was just like every kid losing their mind i miss those days are the people that, uh, holding up now with uh shows coming to a standstill and people are just trying to keep this uh this local scene afloat that and you guys are out in slc so that area is just insane when shows are local anyway i remember from like tour stuff slc has been mental i've seen mental shows there it's it's out out there to the least scary to say the least but awesome <laughs> yeah yeah slc like is another level when you, when you see shows like that also weirdly enough i played a show in a barn in idaho so and it was like 60 kids there losing their minds so i think local like touring or touring diy you will see kids do whatever wherever it's also weird because like Southern California, we're fucking spoiled. Like we have every big band, every decent band coming through from San Diego to like, you know, NorCal. And then, you know, you go out of state and kids are just stoked to be at a show in like AZ or Colorado or New Mexico or even, um, you know, Reno or freaking, you know, SLC especially, you know, so one thing i can see is like anytime you tour or you leave the state of california you see kids grateful to sh- that you showed up to play so that's one cool thing absolutely with that said like uh in this band when shows do pick up again like where do you guys i don't know how far do you really see it going like do you just uh are you just riding the flow right now or do you just want to see how far you can take it pretty much that's a good question what do you think parker we, we've always you know 
like we, we've all played music together for a long time and we're just stoked to just play shows no matter where they are um you know we all work full-time we just like to you know play as many shows as we can and not travel as far <laughs> to the other end of the country so we, we we do a lot of local shows you know we did a couple of runs you know all just kind of on the west coast but it's one of those things that we, we don't know where it's where it's gonna go but for the most part we're just stoked just to play shows and just make music with each other that's how it's always been definitely i i personally i i definitely agree with that and uh you know when we can do runs we'll do runs if there's a demand we'll probably try to beat it that's that's the main thing like if kids are like going, we're gonna lose our mind. We want you to show up here. We'll probably do it. Just depends on planning and timing and you know schedules because we're all like full time. All have careers. All have jobs. Kind of you know some of us have families. Myself, so it's kind of hard to you know walk away from that. But if the demand is there, we we try to meet halfway in that sense. So I mean, dude, I don't think we're gonna be rock stars, but I also don't think that we're gonna be like slept on, especially from some of the reception to this EP I'm definitely happy to play shows just in general but you know I, I don't really worry too much about it you know if, if there's demand we'll try to meet it best way to say about it speaking of the the reception for that do you find you know based on you know the the first release here for for your band but you guys were in a previous band together do you feel that since this is a newer release it was released in June so it's kind of like halfway through our, our current quarantine period the reception for that do you find that better during this period of time compared to maybe other releases you've put out yeah yeah honestly i think maybe the fact that you know it's got people sitting down listening to music more is what uh definitely has helped with it and also at the same time you know the previous band kind of people being like oh these are guys from the previous band kind of went oh we'll check it out so we also our homies also kind of hyped it so it was cool and that and like, like after we put out the EP, it showed up on YouTube and I was like, that's weird. But at the same time, that was cool to see somebody be like, put it up on YouTube and just, you know, stream it. Didn't get a lot of streams thus far, but it's definitely getting some recognition on that. So I'm happy with that. That and like kids on another podcast played our stuff and I was like, wow, that's interesting. You know, like I, I'm not even mad. I'm just like, dude, that's cool. You know, so I think kids are kind of kind of having to sit down and like listen to it, which is awesome. And at the same time, you know, if live shows were happening, we'd probably have a have maybe a little bit of a greater reception, you know, because the live show is kind of the paradigm of hardcore. But at the same time, putting out something that sounds different or pushes the envelope is also going to kind of grab attention. So you know, it's not like we're intentionally trying to get attention. We're just doing what we love or what sounds cool to us. You know, if it slaps and we think it slaps, we'll play it. If it doesn't, we won't. I definitely am kind of happy that we've gotten the reception we've gotten from it. Definitely. This is a great week to, to push it out. Bandcamp is every first Friday for the rest of the year that they announce. Yep. So get rid of all those fees and start pushing that. Tell people every first Friday. Get a lot of people buying it this Friday and then uh, so forth. September, October, November, December. That's a lot of Fridays. Get rid of all those fees. I think everyone in general especially the, the hardcore kids have just sat around at home on their phones, listening to new music and being on social media. I feel like I've listened to like every single one of my friends bands ever that they're like, oh, <laughs> I found so many good, you know, new local bands or just local bands. Heard of. all there is to sit around and fucking be on your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically what I've been doing, doing whatever on my phone. I'll, I'll usually have YouTube on, but then I'm like, Oh wait, I got to, 
check out this band because I have a fat stack of shit I got to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, to say the least, uh, stuff has been dropping. That and also I've been listening to stuff that like I might have slept on. Like I just recently checked out this one band from New York called The Fight. Those guys are fucking insanely good. Like shit, like sheer terror. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll check this out. If I like like Criminal Instinct, I'll listen to The Fight. Another band that I've been lurking finally dropped something awesome. Like right around the same time we dropped our stuff, this band called End from East Coast area. Dude who did uh, Fit for an Autopsy put it out. The singer Rain Supreme plays bass in it. And uh, dude from Counterparts also sings in it. And it's just insanely fast, chaotic, hardcore. Kind of similar to our stuff. I, I just checked that album out and I've just been going like, dude, this is fucking amazing. That and like, I'll, I'll say it again, Gulch put out new stuff. That is like the future of punk, in my opinion. Just chaotic. It's it's another level. And Constrict, our homies from uh, LA area, put out some put out an album, and that's fucking insane too. Listening to all this stuff, all my homies' bands, all my friends' bands. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing on top of sitting at home gaming and doing nothing. And <laughs> might as well do something while you're doing nothing. True. So I mean, there's good hardcore out there right now, and there is good good music in general being created so even though you know we're all down kind of really we're down for the moment you know i think it'll come back especially the fact that you know right now all this music's being created so i'm very confident in that i guess to say the least it's gonna make all the fanatics go crazier you got all this uh, new music to listen to and i like now it's even more of a build-up of wanting to see it live absolutely very true uh, but thank it's- you guys for uh, yeah, coming on the site talking to us and us talking to you and yeah i can't wait to see what you guys are coming up with next thank you dude thanks man thanks for having us thank you very much for having us we're very grateful that people like you you know play our stuff or at least want to talk with us you know absolutely absolutely. and when when stuff does go back to normal i have faith it will if you're able to do you know short little west coast make sure you throw in salt lake oh for sure the northwest southwest area is always cool to, to play in general or just go to so I mean, I like even on a van ride, I'll be like, well, pretty, pretty trees. So it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Utah's beautiful. Yeah. We're, we're happy to, you know, show because whenever we do get the chance to play, we will definitely try to get to Salt Lake. I mean, I feel like I've been stir crazy. So it's kind of nice to just to rent a van and jump in it and annoy my friends for days. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I haven't annoyed my band members for a while, so (laughs) yeah, it's been a fucking minute. It's been a minute talking comic book knowledge with people that are just like, "Why do you know that?" (laughs) (laughs) What? You guys ever want to know some random bullshit about nothing? Just ask Taylor. (laughs) Yeah, I will show you the secrets of the world. (laughs) Definitely, definitely keeps us entertained, though. (laughs) Oh yeah, that and Chad is possibly the funniest human being on the planet. I just say neck and neck. <laughs> Possibly the funniest human beings I've ever met in my life. You got stand up guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> stand up drummer as well. <laughs> Only man yep. to say, can we make it sexier and also the word butt ass? Butt ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. I really appreciate it. It was it was great talking with you. Thank you yeah. very much for having us. Um, guys, appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having us on. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. We're going to play some more music now.
That was Wrath of Gods. Thanks a lot for all the fellas joining us on the show. It's a great interview. We love Wrath of Gods. Glad to get to play them again. Eric. I love hearing the uh those those bands that walk that fine line of being metal or being hardcore. And that seems to be the uh that seems to be what's going on right now and all the hardcore bands that I've heard coming out in the in the last decade. They right. love to they love to kind of mix those genres and even bands who do that, they attract the uh <clears throat> they attract equal rights of the metal crowd and the additional hardcore crowd and all these new kids that are representative of that type of music. Absolutely. Just walking somewhere in between. So yeah, that's Wrath of Gods. You can find their stuff on Bandcamp. Yep. And they're working on getting the uh they're working on getting it onto streaming sites. So keep your eyes out for that as well. You heard all the other bands uh, that they have been involved with and are involved with. So if you need more than just the five tracks, go check those out as well. Great stuff. Thanks again to the guys in Wrath of Gods. Eric, we're going to wrap this show up with a couple metal picks. What did you pick? Uh, I picked uh, in a band that came up on one of the uh, one of the metal group pages I follow. This was, I, I can't remember. I think it was like the Gate Creeper page, the or Gate Creeper fan page, a cult, pretty much. That's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you get a lot of cool people sharing like whatever vinyls and uh, or CDs or tapes or anything that they have. They love to share the music that they own. And this was one of them. This was a band that uh, formed in 1985 in Belo Horizonte in Brazil. And they actually, the guy who posted it actually said that these were some of the innovators of the black metal culture, basically in the Western hemisphere. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, around 85, 87, all black metal was being adorned over in over in like the UK and obviously Norway and Sweden, places like those. And these guys, Sarcophago, who I am referring to, they came out with uh, the typical black metal attire, just long, straight black hair, corpse paint. And of course, you know, all the little armbands that are made of leather and have the spikes and all the studs just bursting out of them. And then, of course, their music resembled that sound, which is like lo-fi, really fuzzy production, and just this just straightforward blast beats, and just basically a type of music that's so rough and raw that it will just floor anything it comes in contact with. Awesome. And it did so in their album, Inri, which is, you know, I-N-R-I, those four, those four letters that you see on any... Uh, artistic depiction of uh, uh, Jesus hanging from the cross. Oh, okay. The letters above him. Didn't really do my research on that as to what it means, but <laughs> I decided to keep my homework to just the Vanilla uh, Vivier means. Okay. Well, at least you yeah. did that, and I didn't know the INRI. I wasn't familiar with that. So you're a step ahead there. Yep. At least I'm teaching somebody something. Right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that album is full of, it's full of great riffs. It's full of uh, a lot of, uh, raw black metal feeling and some people even say they're like the pioneers of black metal which yeah typically speaking this is around the time when black metal was really coming out into the yeah, into the stream of metal uh, metalheads ears and as far as i know this is probably the uh, first one if not if not one of the first that came out 
in Brazil. Awesome. Because uh, people, uh, I did some research. One of the members of Sarcophago actually went into Sepultura. Oh, wow. Yep. Also for a, also a metal band from Brazil. So, <laughs> and if you know anything about them, they've been running through genres like it's nobody's, nobody's business. But anyway, <laughs> this is a, yeah. So this is my chosen track from that album. You can, you can check out the rest. It's streaming pretty much everywhere. But this is the track from Inri. This is Nightmare.
Sarcophago with Nightmare. Like I said, some great Brazilian black metal. Definitely more of a black metal sound. They do kind of have a, uh, definitely have more of a uh, speed element in there, which uh, more closely associated with like hardcore, maybe even thrash at the hardest. But but yeah, that whole album. And they got one more after that. I can't, I can't remember the name, but it is, uh, I can't even begin because I don't speak Portuguese. It is a great record and a pretty great band. If you love that raw black metal sound, then Hopefully you like that. Hopefully it conditions you to look for some more by then. Absolutely. Let's wrap this up. One track left. Band I picked is a hardcore band, These Streets, but I thought this track right here kind of had a metal sound to it. Uh, They're going to be releasing their album. It's an EP, Expect the Worst, and it's coming out August 21st. So not out yet, but you can hear this track. It's called Stay Awake. So let's get into this. They are from Modesto, California. And I'm going to put out that we played quite a few bands. Wrath of Gods from California. Uh, Vivri is, uh, fuck, I probably mispronounced that again. But they're from Los Angeles. And Bone Crushers from California. So a lot of California bands on this show. Let's do one more with the band These Streets. Let's check out Stay Awake. Streets, 
Great band. I like it. I think it kind of had a metal sound, but definitely a hardcore band. What'd you think, Eric? Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you on that. It was, yeah, going in with a theme of like a metal and hardcore really uh, pounding the lines together. But, but yeah, holy hell, that is a, uh, that is one heavy track. Right? Good stuff. Especially with that breakdown. Damn, does that pummel. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Cool band. Go check them out. They're from Modesto. Uh, the band is These Streets. That wraps up the show. Thank you for joining. Thanks for, to all the guys in Wrath of Gods for joining us on the show. You can find all these bands on Instagram at the official Napalm Death at Bonecrusher under yeah at Bonecrusher underscore official sixty nine at Dolly D underscore official at V I S V I R E S O I yeah I'm not gonna mispronounce that one again I'm just gonna spell it at Wrath of Gods that's Gods with a Z at Wrath of Gods Cult at these streets hc the shows at slc punkcast you can also find the show on itunes spotify stitcher google play music player fm and slcpunkcast.com eric where can we find you well i am on instagram as scary uncle underscore eric underscore slc yeah my band is also on instagram at anonymous underscore band official and we're also on facebook as anonymous band slc excellent you can find the bands on Facebook as well at Official Napalm Death, at Bone Crusher Official, at Legion76 Philly. Dolly D has a page, Dolly Space D, period. At same thing, V I S V I R E S Oi, at Wrath of Gods with the S this time, Colt, at Wrath of Gods Colt, at Sarcophago, O R I G E M, or Origim, Origim. A origin? I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be, but sarcophago, A O R I G E M, whatever that is. At These Streets HC, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, any final thoughts before we close this out? Well, I've been thinking uh, also what I said earlier about how, uh, you know, saving up your money in uh, 2020 just so you can uh, spend it on shows next year. Right. Uh, but also don't spend uh don't save up all your money use some of it to uh support those bands that you were listening to just so they actually have some cash to come out on tour absolutely unfortunately we can't give them the money ahead of time we don't if we don't even know they're coming the way we can just like you said give them the money is buy their stuff buy the music buy all those things they get some money they can afford to get out on tour then we can see them that'll be great just give them that uh just give them that fan promotion because that's what because that's what bands it may not be what they always want but it is something that really helps absolutely I'll say it. i know i want it <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everybody that was episode 171 play the fucking outro